Thank you for tuning in to Make It In The South Sound, the Chamber's podcast series, bringing you stories and information about and for the South Sound business community. This podcast series is made possible through the support of our generous sponsors, Amazon, Columbia Bank, the Minority Business Development Agency, and Verizon Wireless. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. I'm Andrea Ray, President and CEO of the Tacoma Pierce County Chamber. And today, I'm excited to be here with Port of Tacoma Commissioner Deanna Keller. The port is one of the most important economic drivers here in the South Sound. Even so, much of our business community, at least those who don't interact directly with the port, often don't understand what the port is, what the port does, or how the port impacts so much of what we do and have in Pierce County. Fortunately, Commissioner Keller, who currently serves as the Vice President of the Port Commission, is going to help us fill in some of those gaps. Commissioner Keller, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you also for asking me to be here today. It's an honor to serve the people of Pierce County in this way. Um, I think we all know, you know, the, the economic development that the ports do and all of that and what an important job it is. And I'm, I'm really happy, again, like I said, to serve here. Thank you again so much for your service. Uh, and as I said, the port is a major part of the fabric of our region. However, even the port is very visible, as I mentioned. Um, there's just not a lot of people who understand what's going on there, uh, how the port operates, right? We see all the cranes when we drive by, but you know exactly what, what's happening. Um, so it seems like that might be a good place to start, um, just with helping us better understand what the port is and what the port does. Sure, thank you. Um, I think if we historically look around the world, and those of us who have traveled take a look at major cities, and cities are generally uh, congregated around water sources, right. and so there's a lot of commerce that goes, it's, it's probably one of the most efficient ways to move commerce in and out. Um, if you take a look at the Port of Tacoma, for instance, I, a lot of times we don't understand that the regional impact, the state of Washington impact, the national impact, but we sometimes don't understand the international impact and that this is actually making us an international city. And so um, the other day I was had the opportunity to present a plaque to uh, the uh, vice president of North America's uh, shipping lines uh, one ocean or one network express, which is one, right. and it was the first port of call for the uh, uh, one parama or parana. I'm sorry, and so this ship, just understanding that it came from Asia and it's bringing goods and services to people throughout our nation as well as businesses and the and the the connection that we have. So it's it's a very important thing, not only for um, international trade, but also for jobs in our in our local area. Right. And I think we saw a little bit of the 
importance of how interconnected we all are during the supply chain challenges, right? During COVID, you know, people started to realize, oh, you know, things don't just, you know, appear, you know, you know, from the sky. Uh, things are, are shipped often overseas and many of the things that, that we take for granted on our store shelves every day um, actually, you know, come from overseas markets and, and vice versa. A lot of goods and services that people rely on overseas, you know, come from us and the port is an important, you know, connector to make sure that that trade happens. Absolutely. And I think if you also understand that, you know, the Port of Tacoma, 80% of the goods that are shipped to and from uh, Anchorage, Alaska, or for the people of Alaska, that it's an important, 80% of their goods come from the Port of Tacoma and the Northwest Seaport Alliance, of course, you know, you know, through that as well. And I know we're going to get into a little bit of that a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good segue, you know, talking about the Seaport Alliance and, of course, you know, the the Port of Seattle, which is also, like the Port of Tacoma, a major port, you know, certainly not, not far from here in the Port of Tacoma. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, do we compete with the Port of Seattle for the same shipping business? How does the Seaport Alliance work? Absolutely. And I think that that is probably one of the least understood um, uh, alliances that that people have. You know, we've always thought that the Port of Tacoma, the Port of Seattle, that we're constantly competing against each other. We consider the Port of Tacoma the nitty-gritty city. Um, Port of Seattle is a little bit different in terms of... But um, what we decided to do was to be, in 2015, was to create a charter that the two of us together, the ports of Seattle, the ports of Tacoma, would create an alliance so that we could basically compete with the, with the Canadian ports. Those, sure. those are our major competitors here on the West Coast. And so we have found it to be effective um, so that we're not um, um, fighting with each other for cargo. So instead, we're, and the charter talks specifically not just about container port or container shipments, but it talks about marine cargo, which includes brake bolt, which includes autos that come across from Asia. It, it includes domestic travel. It can, can it also, uh, a lot of people don't seem to, or we forget that uh, JBLM, we are a strategic Right, absolutely. For, you know, national defense as well. And so we also move troop equipment and things like that to we're there with the uh, Pan Pacific Theater the region. And so it's a, it's a very strategic, like I said, a port for um, Northwest Seaport Alliance for this region, for this nation as well. That's perfect. And I think it's important to say it's, it's, you know, we're stronger together, right? You know, when, when, when we work together, it's less about the, the competition and it's more about how do we create that strategic advantage to compete on that global stage. Absolutely. I think one of the most important things that I get questions about is governance with sure. this particular group. And so we have the Port of Seattle and the Port of Tacoma commissions. And so there are 10 commissioners each one of them create a quorum, which is mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. out of five to either to approve or disapprove of a resolution or something like that. It takes one port or the other, and I'll give T5 as, as an example. When we went into uh, taking a look at if were we going to develop Terminal 5 in Seattle, how are we going to do that with the Northwest Seaport Alliance? And so it could have taken one 
one of the commissions to to say we're not going to develop that. And it almost came to that with the Tacoma Commission as well. Mm-hmm. But it took some negotiating, but it took three out of three of each each of the two commissions to be able to pass that. So there are some safeguards that um, the people of Pierce County and the people of King County need to understand that you know your um, interests are still protected within your commissions within right. this alliance. No, I think that's an important distinction. Absolutely. Could you talk to us a little bit? And I know you did, you know, briefly just what the economic impact of the port is specifically on Pierce County. Well, if you take a look at um, the, the alliance in particular, and you take a look at con- container shipments, and let's just talk about marine cargo, it's 3.7 million TEUs, which is um, 20 foot equivalent containers. We're just talking containers. And that's between the two of us. And we split that 50-50, that um, economic piece of that. We're talking about jobs on either side. We're also talking about break bulk. We're talking about auto warehousing. So all of that is connected 50-50, right? And I think it's important to also understand that the Port of Tacoma Commission, as well as the Port of Seattle Commission, is very concerned about the fact that jobs, we want to make sure that our jobs are local. We don't Mm -hmm. think of our our workers as going from Seattle to Tacoma or or back and forth. We really want to make sure that when we create a resolution or we make a decision that we understand the impact of our workers as well. We want to make sure that our workers stay and live close to their schools, their homes, their, you know, where they pay their property taxes. Part of the community. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're concerned about that too. So they're that's probably about the 20% where we, we, we end up struggling a little bit with each other is to make sure that those workers and their jobs are protected. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, because it is a highly mobile workforce, it right? Is. You know, yes. it still very much is. So all of those considerations are important and complex. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, you know, speaking of important and complex, uh, a lot of businesses really struggled, you know, during the, the pandemic. It wasn't just one issue or one concern. It was, you know, piling on of, you know, different issues and concerns that businesses faced. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, how um, the port was responsive, you know, kind of during during the pandemic and just what um, or how port businesses are, are doing, you know, currently? Are we, you know, kind of over the major part of the crisis? Are things, you know, getting a little bit more normalized or are we forever in kind of new uncharted territory where there there is no normal anymore? Well, I think that that's a great question. And I think when I took office in 2020, Um, I didn't imagine, in fact, I think that I had two um, in-person meetings with the Port of Tacoma Commission, and then right after that, we went into virtual Zoom meetings, so it was a different position to be in. I think if you also take a look at the Northwest Seaport Alliance during that period of time, we had Terminal 5 under construction. Mm -hmm. We also had, so we didn't have any revenue for that. He took a look at uh, Terminal 46 up in Seattle, again, the same sort of thing. So we were grabbing for any kind of diverse business we could. Shanghai, um, you know, all of the warehouses shut down right. uh, for a long period of time. There weren't any, um, there, any shipments 
across here. So if you take a look at, if you're traveling up I-5 and you look at accordion traffic, it slows down, it speeds up, it slows down. That's exactly what the supply chain did with us. All of a sudden, there were no sailings. They were all blank sailings. There weren't any, there wasn't any income. Truck drivers ended up quitting their jobs because they didn't have any uh, cargo to transport. Mm -hmm. Rail workers, the same thing. And then all of a sudden, we get this resurgence of cargo and shipments and things like that, and we weren't prepared to take that. So again, it's that accordion piece of you know coming and going, people getting hired, quitting, rehired, and it's not any different than the hospitality industry. Right. So the advantage that we have here in the Pacific Northwest and the ports of Seattle and Tacoma, and especially the port of Tacoma, is that we do have property, we do have land, we did have Terminal 5, now it's open for business. It's going to be fully open for business in 2024. Terminal 46, we have a lot of takers on that, RFPs with that. So we have a lot of advantage over all of the other West Coast ports where we are ready to take on more business. And we've had pop-ups happen at Terminal 46 while we're waiting for business to to happen. Uh, We have a partnership with the USDA take out empty containers. Um, and I think that uh, they're paying $400 per container to be able to take those to exporters or take mm-hmm. them away and to offset you know, those things being um, seated there. So we're in a great place. I mean, I think that that's part of business, right? In a chamber of commerce, you take a look at, you, when you have, have a disadvantage, you look for opportunities. And we're creating opportunities. Our team is so innovative and so um, uh, I'm just so proud of the fact that they're just taking on every potential opportunity looking for new diverse businesses. Um, it's it's a different place than it was even two years ago and I'm really excited about the opportunities. I think that is a really great way to frame the, the situation, right? It's that uh, forced innovation, you know, I think yes. has changed how we just approach solution finding. And yeah. we are so much more creative and, and open to innovation than maybe we would have been, you know, previously. So I think that, you know, that's a really exciting benefit, you know, to have come out of that, the struggle and, and the challenge. Now, I really appreciate that. Absolutely. And the port is open for business. Yes, very much so. And I do need to, to take a minute to, to thank all of our workers who were boots on the ground, who didn't have the opportunity to, and I'm going to talk about our longshore workers, our sure. maintenance workers, who didn't have the opportunity to work remotely from home. Right. They, Those are not jobs you can do from home. Those absolutely. are, yeah, absolutely. And our truck drivers, yes. and so appreciative because they're the real heroes on this one, and I want to make sure that they're recognized for that. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you to the workers, right? I mean, that's how we kept our shelf stocked, right? Yeah, absolutely, with the workers coming into work every day and doing that. So, yeah, I appreciate you mentioning that, Commissioner Keller. Um, any other last words as we, as we wrap up? Well, I think one of the exciting things that we're doing, and I think when we talk about innovation, I, I know that several of us who have most recently gone through campaigns and have been on the campaign trail heard from our community that they want to make sure that the port does more outreach. Mm -hmm. And so we have really been working hard to do that. And we've just, you know, passed a workforce development resolution 
putting forth as we did a strategic plan. It's not going to be something that's on the shelf. It's going to be something that's reviewed, that's cross-referenced, that um, um, I'm excited about it. We've met with a lot of our BIPOC communities. A lot of them have you know, shared back the fact that you know, there are new technologies. We have a 5G technology grant with the city of Tacoma for the Tide Flats. Um, what kind of jobs will that create? How can, and so we're gonna make sure that we do a much better job of reaching out into our community and developing our workforce. Because there, people are looking for new things. Our community is talking about, they want greener businesses. What does that mean? Let's take a look at that and let's see, you know, how we can further the interests of everybody for um, our community's best good. I appreciate that so much, Commissioner Keller. And again, thank you for being here today. Uh, and that does it for this episode of Making It in the South Sound. Uh, thank you, our listeners, for joining us. Episodes can be found on the Chamber's website, www.tacomachamber.org. Look for the link in the homepage and in the top menu. You can listen to Making It in the South Sound directly on our website, or better yet, subscribe and never miss an episode. We again want to thank our sponsors. Their generous commitment makes this series possible. Amazon, Columbia Bank, the Minority Business Development Agency, and Verizon Wireless. Thank you and listen for future episodes coming soon.